Alex Ferrario in for Bernie Miklas this morning. Blues eight consecutive games, eight consecutive victories after their 4-1 victory over the Winnipeg Jets last night. And we head into the Blues booth and welcome in the voice of the Blues on the radio side. Chris Kerber joins us now. Kerbs, uh, what a game last night. And more importantly, just another way for this Blues team to find a way to pull out a victory in these eight games that they have won. It seems like it's been a different way they've pulled out a W every single one. And they scored four more goals than all but one of them, too, Alex, uh, which is really what's impressive. And none of those games have gone to a shootout, so it's all been regulation and then the one overtime game. And uh, I think the way Alex Petrangelo put it uh, in his postgame comments, uh, the way Robert Bortuzzo put it when he talked to us immediately after the game, or even like Mike Van Ryan said, this team just calmly finds a way. And I think it goes back to something you and I have talked about, and that is the fact that uh, this team, by virtue of winning a Stanley Cup and bringing most of those players back, knows the recipe they need to follow to win. And and we are seeing what a winning experience is like on a night-in, night-out basis. Sooner or later, Blues fans are going to start to pick up diabetes curves with all these Krispy Kreme deals that they're getting. Yeah, those Krispy Kreme rewards <laughs> members, I, I mean, once again, you get the win and you get the four goals. Uh, a dozen original Krispy Kreme donuts, uh, original glazed donuts are only five ninety nine. Uh, it, it's a pretty awesome deal. I love the way the companies are activating around this. I mean, I look at that crowd last night, Alex, and just the hype and how hard of a ticket it was to get. And then, then you know, you look at the way, whether it be you know some of the great marketing that uh, Bud Light is doing with their beer cans and. Just all the different companies around town, Petromart with the, the Pepsi refills. I mean, it's just it's just awesome, and it's you know it, it's the way it should be. And, and there's been different spurts in Blues history where this type of thing, uh, you know, activation has happened, but not around obviously a championship. And it's so much fun for the companies and the fans and the businesses and schools and everybody to be involved. Um, it just, just it just even makes the post championship run that much more special. Well, and rightfully so, Curbs. And I mean, you know, we talked about these numbers last night on the post game show. But as 2019 comes to a close, of course, one more game to be played. But fans know, people around St. Louis know, companies know that there's something special going on inside the Enterprise Center right now, and especially with what Doug Armstrong has put together, they're putting all of their eyes and all of their focus on this Blues team. Well, there's a few aspects to this. I think, number one, and this should not be overlooked, I think you have to look at what this franchise has done since Tom Stillman took over as owner of the team. Uh, and, and I think even going back to, you know, with the burnt turf and the Rams leaving, the way, you know, Bill DeWitt and Tom Stillman, you know, kind of dropped the pocket center ice and, and sent the message like, hey, we're here and we're part of this town. And it's been heavy on the community side. It's been heavy out in the community, not just on the ice. You know, that's one of Tom's mandates uh, to the organization since he took over. Then you look at what, you know, Chris Zimmerman has done uh, and, and his team off the ice in terms of just getting the political arena aligned with what is needed for a city-owned building to make the upgrade. And so they bring in the Winter Classic three years ago. Now we've got the All-Star game coming in in just under a month now and and all the different great events that that come in you know saving the sec basketball term because of the renovations done to the building they've made that building an, an amazing center for entertainment for the region 
updated with all the amenities that events and, and leagues and, and uh, promoters want when they come into a building. Now you couple that with what Doug Armstrong has done on the ice, and it enhances the all-around experience from top to bottom. And so you put all that in there. And, and Alex, I'm, I'm telling you something. It, it, it's not always the big stuff, too. To me, sometimes it, it's the little stuff that makes a big difference. And the fact that, for example, that the Sunday games, now with the NFL not in St. Louis, were moved to 2 in the afternoon, you know, instead of 5.30 or 6 or 7 o'clock at night. The number of kids we saw at the game yesterday afternoon was just spectacular. So all those little things to the big things add up for a great experience that people want to be involved in. And then, and then oh, yeah, and then, and then your team goes out and, and accomplishes <laughs> something that hadn't been done before, and that's win the Stanley Cup, and it just goes downhill like an avalanche right now. Well, in the in the practice facilities, the other one, too, Curbs, and, I mean, I was right. out there uh, Saturday when the, when the team had their practice. I mean, that was – as full of a practice facility that I can remember for a team, maybe going back to when they had it at the preseason when they opened up training camp, but for just a regular practice on a Saturday afternoon goes to show you what uh, putting that practice practice facility out in Maryland Heights and brand new can do for the fan support. So if you look at and think of the number of times you you drove past there, and uh, this would have been, Oh, we were driving. We were driving out to uh, one of my daughter's soccer games. Uh, we, we were driving from. Uh, we were driving to Rams Park. Uh, well, whatever they call it now, uh, whatever whatever they call it, where the, where the kids play soccer. Yeah. And uh, and you know, you're driving past on this one on the Sunday morning. And you look to the left as you go past Hollywood Casino, and you see how packed the parking lot was. Now the Blues weren't practicing. This was just normal pack. That parking lot was packed because the ice sheets were filled with people skating. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and, and it, it's an absolute slam in the face to what uh, the county did originally. You know, by not by saying that it shouldn't be in, in in a in a park because the amount of people going through there, and so it's great that that Hollywood stepped up and they found a way to get the deal done. And uh, Patrick Quinn and his crew were able to, with Legacy Ice Foundation to get this thing done because it is drawing people in. And then they just recently had the the sled hockey championships there with 30 teams coming in from around the country. I mean, all sorts of stuff is just going on and it's positive. Now it takes work. You have to keep it going. You have to keep things rolling in the right direction. Things have to be managed well. And and that's what pulls you back onto the ice right now, because that's what Doug Armstrong, Craig Berube and this team are doing in managing things the right way. Uh, the team is handling it well. It hasn't been an easy schedule. It feels like despite you put the fact that you played 20 games at home, and 20 games on the road, it feels like this team has been on the road for four straight months. Uh, and and so everything is still clicking, everything is still working, and, and people are all going in the right direction with it. And and it is just a fun thing to be a part of, whether you're a fan, whether you're part of the organization, or you're just someone that just wants to kind of casually watch as things happen and unfold again this year. we got a few more minutes with Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, here in our Blues Booth segment on the Bernie Mickler Show. He joins us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Uh, Kerbs on the postgame show last night, a lot of people talking about the, the, the games that Alex Petrangelo has put together this season and in this eight-game win streak. And, you know, neither of us know kind of what the contract situation is going to turn out to be. But I will say this, this season has catapulted Alex Petrangelo to a player who was kind of flying under the radar the last couple of seasons where you know people talk about him but people more are thinking about the controversy in the locker room that they thought was going on to a player who is seen as a solid captain in the NHL and one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League. 
it's amazing what what winning does, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, when, when a team is struggling, everybody looks at, at, at the captains and, and and thinks, "Oh, here's a problem." The, the team wins, and all of a sudden, you have the right leadership. Uh, you know, a lot is made uh, beyond the room. I, you were in that room as much as I've been in that room the last few years, and a lot of the rumors that you heard that people talk about, you're sitting in the locker room going, "Well, I'm not seeing it. Right? We're not seeing it. Who is?" Um, I, but there's a different aspect as to, to what's going on here right now. He is in a contract year. There, there's a lot to be determined that'll have a lasting impact on both him and the team, one way or another. And and that story is yet to unfold. That story has yet to be told. Uh, and and it can go, I think, in several different directions. Obviously, what he is putting together, in my opinion, and we're we're close to it as well. So, you know, just by seeing it every day, so we have a different perspective maybe than some of the national writers or reporters or or commentators do, but Carlson's getting a lot of attention because of the amount of points he's putting up, and it's a fantastic amount of points, and the continued growth of, of Carlson in Washington is truly a good story to be told. Alex Petrangelo, in my opinion, is having another uh, is having a season that has to have him at the midway point in the Norris Trophy discussion, at least as a finalist. Uh, I, I've said this for a good number of years. I think he's a better defender than, than Carlson, than Burns, than Subban, some of your most recent Norris Trophy winners. Um, you know, I, I think Giordano last year had it. It was terrific to see him. And now, look, I know he had a ton of points, you know, but, but Giordano is just one of the hard, gritty defenders in the league. I love the fact that it was a defender, defender that, 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 that won the Norris Trophy again. I think that, to me, the Norris Trophy is going to get more back to where it should be. The Norris Trophy will get back to some level of integrity, in my opinion, when you see a defenseman with 45 to 55 points, maybe 60, win the Norris Trophy rather than one with 70 or 80 points. And, and the reason I say that is, and I'll go back to, I'll go back to Eric Carlson winning it. And yes, he's a terrific talent. Yes, he's a terrific player. But when the Norris Trophy uh, winner wins the Norris Trophy without being a penalty killer. To me, there's an issue, uh, and and I think Alex Petrangelo right now, all around, is easily one of the top three defensemen in the National Hockey League. Which pulls it back to the the contract scenario is going to make it all the more interesting as that story unfolds. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Curbs, final one before we let you go. A uh, big upcoming road trip, and I say big because they are big three teams that you're taking on in the Coyotes, the Avalanche, or the Golden Knights. Uh, this sets up as a, I don't want to say test, because I think the Blues have already passed whatever tests that have been thrown at them, but this will be a challenge when you take on three teams that have been okay at home, but three teams who are all playing for playoff position in their division. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, you've got the top two teams in the Pacific Division in Las Vegas and Arizona, and then, of course, you've got the team behind the Blues, who just a couple of weeks ago, you know, the the Blues had slid behind them for first place in the division, and the Blues went on this run and have jumped out to a lead. But you know how tough Colorado can be. Uh, I still think that they are tests for the Blues as much as they are tests for the other team in terms of how they match up, because you know no matter how up or down a team can be when the Blues come in because you're the defending champs. Teams are going to be coming in, and, and they're giving you their best because they see you as a benchmark every single time. Uh, and, and the Coyotes were the team that snapped the last seven-game win streak. They have a chance now to snap an eight-game win streak, and the Blues uh, may have something to say about that on Tuesday night. So three terrifically, potentially entertaining games, uh, good 
speed, good skill, uh, winning teams going head to head in these over this next road trip. I, I'm looking very forward to it. It ought to be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And we get to wrap up 2019 with Curbs, Joey, and me uh, on the airwaves. Eight o'clock puck drop against the Coyotes. Seven o'clock Mitsubishi Electric pregame show. Seven thirty. BMW of West St. Louis pregame skate. Curbs, thank you so much for taking some time out this morning. Uh, Have a safe trip to Arizona, and we will talk to you tomorrow night. Yeah, you got it, Alex. Great work uh, by you and Danny on these broadcasts and uh, and then getting up early to to run another show. Uh, Keep it up, boys. Awesome. I appreciate it, Curbs, and we'll talk to you soon. Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber with us here on the Blues booth.